the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. It has been... Very fascinating watching what's going on over the past few weeks. It's it's so funny. The um, um, market pundits are talking about a new bull market because the market's up twenty. It's closed up twenty percent from where it stopped going down back in last last October, and uh, it has broken up. If you're a technician and you know what support and resistance is, okay, there was a a lot of resistance from August of 2022. That's where it stopped right around uh, 400 or 4,300 and started going down. Uh, I was looking at the SPY, that's the uh, ETF that represents the S&P 500, and uh, it's one-tenth the value of the index. Not that that really means a lot, but anyway, it stopped going up in August of uh, 2022, started going down, went down quite a bit, yeah, from the peak to the trough was a pretty big number. Let me pull it up and see what it was. It was actually yeah, harder than I thought. It was about well, right around 20%, 19-20%. So not quite an official uh, bear market, but it, it, that was just from the uh, uh, I take that back. That was from the high in August. The all-time high of the market was actually hit in January 1922. And from the bottom to the top, in that decline, it was 27%. So that's a lot. And then 2022 bottomed out around October. Instead of crashing in October, it started going up. And uh, it just kept going up until recently. And if you were to, if you're a long-term chartist, you look at a, a triangle, and it just broke above resistance on the triangle and just pulled back a little bit. So uh, what does all this mean? Well, it actually doesn't mean much of anything. 
lot of people look at chart patterns, and I spend an incredible amount of time studying them, uh, learning how to code so that I could backtest uh, with computers. Computers a lot faster than a human is, and you can set it up to do hundreds and even millions of tests. Even back when I was doing it 20 years ago, over a weekend, you could have a couple hundred, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, couple million variations tested in you know 48 hours. That was mind-boggling. And what I gathered from all that was that there are occasional patterns that show up. They don't show up all the time. Um, Using time wasn't a very uh, fruitful thing to do, like every December or every January, all that kind of stuff you always hear. None of that actually proved super profitable, but there were patterns that you could see in charts if you did it long enough, and it was a little helpful. And a whole lot disappointing <laughs> because you're expecting to get a lot more help by being able to put all that time in. Had I known, I probably would have saved myself you know, a couple thousand hours of hard work and study. But the uh, uh, anyway, I'm one of those guys that has to prove it myself, you know, to to move on with it. So, and why is all this important? Well, a lot of people when they're saving for retirement. Um, they start to put in numbers, and the industry itself is is largely uh, compliant in these practices. By the way, I'll tell you to take a number and use it as a factor. Uh, we're going to estimate. Well, since the stock market's averaged somewhere between nine and ten percent, depending on when you started prior to World War II, yeah, that's the long term average. So we'll take that and we'll use that. And then they look at bonds. And by the way, the bond uh, market's average return going back over that time period is actually still slightly higher than the uh, interest rates are now. Okay. So my point with all this is you can use all the data you want, and you can make the data say anything you want. You can show time periods where some really dumb philosophies worked incredibly well, and then you can show uh, time periods where uh, more traditional approaches that have been successful over super long time periods were not very successful at all. So very, very uh, confusing, I think, especially when you start getting close to retirement and you want, you, you know, you, you typically want more security, um, more predictability. Uh, that's one of the nice things about having bond prices and CD prices start to come up. But the, uh, we use a really short-term bond fund Fidelity, I love it. Um, and uh, I keep forgetting I'm not supposed to mention the company's name. <laughs> but if you want to call me, that's no problem. I can give it to you. Actually, if you want to email me, I can send you over information on the short-term bond fund, my favorite short-term bond fund. Uh, there are only several thousand, by the way. <laughs> yeah, It's unbelievable how many funds there are. I just, I still marvel. Uh, there are so many more funds than there, than there are investments for them to invest in. That's mind-boggling. So what I'm saying there is that basically there's a lot of overlap. You know, a lot of people have 10, 15 funds. When I'm doing an analysis for somebody, I'll see a list of 15 funds, and I have this really expensive service from Morningstar that can look inside of those funds and tell you exactly what you're holding and what percentages across the entire spectrum of the funds that you have. And I 
think it's kind of funny. You see the same stock showing up in 10 funds in one person's account. They have 10 different funds holding the same stock. <laughs> a little bit of overlap, uh, the, <laughs> which uh, uh, it, it's just kind of funny. It's the nature of the beast these days. And uh, a lot of the funds are, uh, there's so many different things they're doing now. I mean, if you can think of an idea, it doesn't have to be a good idea. Uh, and there's probably a fund that's doing it. I, when, when I say it doesn't have to be a good idea, these uh, funds that go the opposite direction of what the stock market goes into, those are those crack me up. I know what they're doing, and the expenses that are involved in the uh, process of trying to, it's called going short. Uh, if you're shorting something, when, they, when you short it, and that price goes down, your value goes up. Let's say I shorted a, a fund for dollars. You can short ETFs, by the way. But uh, if I so if I shorted an ETF fund at $100 and it went down to 90 I could buy it back at 90 and keep the profit there. So there are funds out there that try to do that for you, uh, tons and tons of different kinds. And the internal expenses on those things are about, oh, man. 10 to 15 to even 20 times higher than the internal expenses on a normal fund. And so even if you got it right, even if you were able to uh, pick a time when the market did drop 15%, but the fees in those funds would eat up all your profit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think there should be something. Something should be done about that instead of requiring us to use all this extra language when we open an account. That, that That's Congress's solution, by the way. Let's just write some more books. And let's put those, let's call those books laws. <laughs> let's take those laws and force these uh, guys that ma manage money for a living, that, actually the advisors and all the financial planners that are, out, that are out there. Let's force these guys to explain all this to the clients. And, uh, I'm saying nine out of ten of those guys that, that were on the committee probably can't explain the whole thing because a lot of it's left open for interpretation. Talk about frustration. People in my industry, <laughs> I heard our life expectancy is not that long <laughs> because of all the stress that's involved with uh, both sides of the industry. But anyway, I'm digressing. Yeah, the economy is looking pretty strong. I mean, it's looking very strong, and you hear from the Fed, you know, they're they're talking about they may raise interest rates a little further, even, and uh, but they don't know. And uh, it it kind of depending on which YouTube videos published latest, um, they kind of are waffling back and forth now. They're leaning towards raising again. I'm not sure that that's a really good thing to do, but you know they don't either, and they don't know until they do it. The nice thing is they can always turn around and change it. But the hard part is it makes everything more volatile and it keeps people um, guessing and keeps them upset about their investments. And if you are upset about your investments, I'm going to make a suggestion. I'm going to suggest that you get whatever your strategy is. You got a financial advisor, call them, go over the financial strategy again. Uh, if you're having any questions at all, and then just Write it down or have him or her write it down in simple terms. This is this is what we're trying to accomplish. 
here's the amount of risk that we're taking. And whenever you see or hear some bad news about the financial markets, go back and look at that. Uh, it's something I do on a daily basis, actually. Uh, I'm looking at the S&P 500 constantly. I look at the small cap, mid cap. Most of my investment money, uh, as, the stock portion, is in mid cap ETF. There's a reason for that. We'll uh, talk about that a little bit later in the show. But uh, the vast majority of money is in ETFs that are in stocks, and they're considered medium-sized companies. Um, so we'll explain that a little bit more later. I don't have any S&P 500. Yeah, it, it's fine. It's just that the S&P 500 is so overweighted in the top 50 stocks, I just don't feel like I'm getting enough diversification there. And that's one of the reasons that that fund is so volatile. Because you've got most of the money is in a handful of stocks. Actually, my newsletter that I send out, which you can get a copy of for free, uh, if you want to go to my website and sign up for it, bullingtoncapital.com. Uh, we sent a uh, um, newsletter out. Well, I send it out just a, just about every other week. Sometimes it's every week. It really depends. But one of the uh, articles. This week was the seven companies driving the U.S. stock market rally, and it's talking about how the top, and these are all technology stocks, are making the, the average stock look as though they're doing a lot better than they are. And if you take those stocks out of the index, the return drops by a lot. And so that's, uh, it makes me a little uncomfortable. Uh, I do... In the article, they talked about companies, and you've heard all of them, Apple, Microsoft, uh, Google, uh, which is actually called Alphabet, Amazon, NVIDIA, Tesla, Meta, which is Facebook. They, uh, those are the main uh, stocks that are in the S&P 500. And if you look at how they've done over the past year, they've done very well. Actually, the past 10 years, they've done incredibly well. So you can have those. Uh, they're they're owned in funds other than just the S&P 500 fund. Uh, when I said that I don't own the S&P 500, I, the Russell 1000, especially the 1000 growth, is so similar. Um, but they're telling you they're focusing on companies who have above average growth rate and are increasing in size. That's basically what the prospectus says. It doesn't say it in, the, in that language. Uh, I'd interpret that. but. Uh, Bottom line is it's in there, and those companies are all in one of the funds that I hold in uh, the dollar amounts, uh, and the percentages are going to be different for just about everybody. And kind of one of the things that we do, if you're looking to put together a strategy to get to retirement, if you're looking for a strategy to get you through retirement, well, we need to sit down and, and figure out, okay, what kind of risk do you really want to take? How much risk are you taking now? Um, how much fixed income are we going to use? Are you going to be able to do it with traditional fixed income? Or maybe you want to use a, a fixed indexed annuity. I was looking at a, uh, an illustration here for today's show, uh, which I'll come back to when we come back from the commercial break because I don't think I have much more than a couple minutes. And that one is going to take about five minutes to get through. So, But, yeah, there are lots of options today. And that, that's one of the things I think over the past four or five years that uh, had been missing, you know, when interest rates were down around zero, all right, 
effectively because the inflation rate was higher than interest rates were. The, uh, um, not to get too complicated, they are down around 1% or so. That is incredibly difficult. I mean, think about this. 1% of 100000 is a 1000 bucks. So if you've got a million dollars and you're trying to live off the interest on a CD, that's going to give you $10,000. You know, $10,000 taxable, that, that is rough. And it's the first time that it's happened in my lifetime. And uh, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And uh, I just, I'm amazed. I was just amazed. In fact, the interest rates got lower. They were lower the past five years than they were during World War II. Uh, you may have remembered that there was a thing called the Depression. And if you're too young, you don't know what I'm talking about. But in the 1930s, the economy was doing horribly, uh, horribly, and couldn't fix it. They were trying to fix it. It was pretty slow. World War II is actually what brought us out of the negative economy because we had to start building and making uniforms, putting together rations, you know, to participate in the war is extremely expensive. And all that spending started getting the economy going again. And I've only got about 45 seconds here before I have to take a commercial break. So I'm just going to let you know again, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you hear something you'd like more information about, go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. Uh, you can call into the radio station, uh, 216-901-0945, to ask questions today. And uh, again, bullingtoncapital.com, and I will be back right after these commercial messages. Not just a story, it's a living, breathing, walking testimony. Bad decisions limit future options. Make bad enough decisions and you'll destroy your life. Listen to The Flatline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 6.30 here on AM 1420 The Answer. The Flatline describes a mainline resistance in your soul to build on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. That's The Flatline with Rick Hughes, heard every Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on AM 1420 The Answer. Dr. Sebastian Gorka says we are under attack. Does that America still exist today? I believe it does. I believe outside of the metropolis, outside of the bi-coastal elite, it does exist. But it is endangered. It is threatened primarily by the internal threat is perhaps the preeminent one today. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Jay Sekulow at 6 on AM 1420. The answer. And Odyssey. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's car donation program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. 
Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Every time I try to make it on my Welcome back. This is Bill Billington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Um, if you have a call or a question or you'd like to receive my newsletter, we send it out every other week, uh, email. And uh, you can just delete it if you don't like it. Yeah, I I do it all the time, but <laughs> anyway, um, and I think I'm going to, I'm going to read directly one of the articles I thought was kind of humorous and uh, uh, kind of encouraged, a little encouraging at the same time. It was about time management and uh, all that good stuff today. And uh, it's just mind boggling when I sit around and I think about how we used to do things and how we do them today. It is it's amazing how much more effective we are today, how much more technology we have. That's when I was talking about the S and P 500 earlier, I, I have a S and P it's actually a Russell 1000 growth fund in a lot of the portfolios that I manage done incredibly well. Um, it doesn't hold nearly as many stocks as the S and P 500 or the Russell 1000. And uh, it concentrates just on those stocks that have that a certain size, a certain growth rate, and a certain profitability. And uh, those are the, the main factors, by the way, that I was talking about last week that I said I would go over in this week. Uh, factors are things that, that ETFs put in a mathematical formula to go and screen stocks by. So I'll give an example. Let's say you just wanted the 500 biggest stocks. That's actually the S&P 500 that, that are listed on a U.S. stock exchange uh, and trade in the United States. So the the top 500 biggest, that's the S&P 500. And that's all there is to that. That's the, uh, <laughs> what, that what that leads to, uh, in my opinion, when you just take the biggest, if, if the biggest are overvalued, well, your market's going to go down and sideways for a long time at some point in time. If, if the stocks are not worth what they're selling for and they keep going up, the fund will keep buying them 
it's not placing a valuation on this stock. It's just measuring how big it is. And I think that's, uh, it just makes me nervous because I've seen the S&P go sideways and have negative returns over a 10-year time period. And that's the, uh, uh, you know, coming into retirement, you really can't afford to do that, <laughs> or at least you want to do everything in your power not to do that. So if you throw another couple of factors in there, it can it can make a difference. And that's a big deal. Uh, and, and again, I'm coming back to everybody's different. When you're sitting down trying to get a portfolio together uh, for yourself, you really have to have a pretty good conversation with yourself and ask yourself, okay, what kind of risk taker am I really? And uh, am I aggressive? Do I not care if the market's down 50%? Uh, and I'm probably going to be down 50% if I'm 100% invested in stocks. Does that not bother me? Do I think I can uh, sit through that, wait for the recoveries? If that's too much, then you, you want to back it off. Let's say I went down to 80% of my money in stocks. And, and I'm talking about diversified. And sorry, Creamer, five stocks is not diversified. I, that, I'm glad they don't do that show very often anymore. Uh, but uh, he would. Are you diversified? And you know there are four or five stocks. No, <laughs> that is that is incredibly risky, especially when two of the the five stocks are in the same industry and are competitors. The, uh, so anyway, uh, you want to get true diversification in there. Um, oftentimes, I'll look at someone's portfolios, which you are more than welcome to uh, send me a copy. You can do regular mail if you don't trust email or email it. I can take your holdings and break them down for you. I can show you what the overlap is is in them, like uh, I was talking about earlier in today's show, but basically give you an idea of how the money's really invested. And I know today with a lot of the 401k plan, there are so many options in a 401k plan. Most people don't really know. And they've got three funds that are all large cap growth, and there's like an 80% overlap. <laughs> and so you'd be better off to with just one, uh, in other words. Thank goodness those are tax-deferred accounts, and you don't have to worry about tracking the cost basis because uh, that would be a whole lot of work for um, not a whole lot of benefit. And, uh, anyway, uh, going back to the uh, newsletter, I'm just going to take a couple minutes. I, I just really liked this article, so I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to read right out of the article. This was written by Pamela Paul, and it was written on the 15th in, uh, I think it's the Chicago Times. Uh, I, I can't remember. Well, Pamela Paul is the author. Anyway, this may not take as long as you think it will. That's her uh, article's title. The column will take you five minutes according to the New York Times website, which now posts an estimated reading time for articles on its homepage. You can easily finish it while waiting for your DoorDash, which will arrive in 12 minutes shortly after your laundry cycle ends in, check the app, seven minutes. Or this column will take 50 minutes because you're the kid next to you midway through reading it and uh, your kid is next to you midway through reading it, you'll miss mindlessly toggle to another tab in your browser. You know what? These things are must be written by uh, AI because uh, the grammar is not correct there. <laughs> I'm reading it just as it comes uh, over the... Uh, I can't believe it was published that way. Anyway, 
So I'll start that paragraph over. Or this column will take 50 minutes because your kid next to you, midway through your reading it, that's what I'm talking about. That makes no sense at all. Anyway, you'll mindlessly toggle to another tab in your browser, then remember the email you're supposed to send first thing this morning. You stop to collect the DoorDash, which didn't actually come in 12 minutes, but instead materialized in 22, just as you settled into a Zoom meeting. The laundry, on the other hand, will be ready in 12 minutes. In a world where everything has a timestamp, everything is somehow off kilter. You ever feel that way? I, I feel that way all the time. Anyway, uh, that, the pan- that the pandemic completely warped our sense of time, leaving us with what feels like a collective case of dyschronometria, dyschronometria, has been well documented. Figuring out when something has happened has become kind of a funhouse mirror guessing game. Did we go to Florida one year ago or three? How long has that blue sofa been there? What happened to the eighth grade? <laughs> While the specific distortion of pandemic time has passed, at least for now, time still does not seem to be moving forward at a predictable clip. The weather is wonky, disrupting the regular rhythm of the season. The workplace is still in flux, blurring the lines between labor time and leisure time. It's harder and harder to tell when we're in the middle of a thing and when the thing is definitely over. As Jenny O'Dell reads in her recent book, Saving Time, we are increasingly marked by a deep suspicion that we're living on the wrong clock. Man, this book is uh, exactly how I was feeling over the past few months. Anyway, it goes on to, all we really want to know is, how much time will this take? When will it be over? Where the hell is my Uber already? Our digital devices are supposedly here to help. They come with numerical capabilities that far exceed our own. We rely on them. But when each unit of measurement is conspicuously displayed from the increasing temperature or uh, on your preheating oven to the outdoor temperature displayed on your indoor phone, even the slightest mathematical infraction can qualify as a major upset. Been there, done that, felt it all. Anyway, it goes on to, and our devices above aren't lying to us. They may, uh, they may think we don't notice, and maybe we don't. We're simultaneously impatient and distracted. We haven't been counting because the machines have been counting for us, down to the hundredth of a second. We're already in the middle of a download of a new operating system that just inexplicably leapfrogged from 43 minutes back up to 54, and it's too late to abort now. The algorithm is too strong for us. Boy, you know, they just, uh, that is hilarious. How many times did that happen? Microsoft's trying to take over my laptop now and get me to upgrade. I keep fighting it off. Anyway, our meal delivery uh, delivery and rideshare apps mess around with us all the time. Take that Uber. On some level, you know it's not actually coming in two minutes. If you're lucky, it will be here in five. But that time estimate may keep you hostage in a holding pattern so that you don't switch over to Lyft or hail a taxi. Uber may consider this part of its magical customer experience they put that in quotes, by the way. Uh, but what what it can feel like to those of us mere hum- us with mere human intelligence is an app trap. Someone behind that math wall is presumably betting against your giving up and turning to a competitor's two minutes. The Kindle plays its own number game, offering an average estimated reading time. But that's for the average reader, who's not necessarily you. Once it hones in on your particular blend of distractedness, the algorithm will adjust these times to what it perceives as your rate of progress. Within two pages, my Kindle had become increasingly unimpressed with me, one reader noted on Alpha, a British technology site. It promptly added 24 minutes to my reading time, like a spurned sat-nav irritated with me for trying my special alternative route. 
Other readers may witness unexpected leads in the estimate, sometimes from checking out a footnote or flipping around in the book, forward and backward appraisals that make them feel either like a slowpoke or a superhuman librarian. Hold on just a minute or two. There. I didn't understand that sentence at all. <laughs> I think this sentence this was written by uh, AI. I'm sure it was. Anyway, does this mean we're being gaslit by our own technology? Are the machines and devices and digital authorities that are supposed to help us by providing estimated wait times, minutes until completion, and expect arrival times deliberately giving us the wrong answers? If so, they might be only following human orders. People have long manipulated time estimates. Passengers are regularly told their airline flight will take longer than anticipated, only to arrive agreeably early, even at a uh, even after a late departure. In 1986, for example. The estimated flying time for the American Island Airlines flight between Kennedy Airport and New York and Los Angeles Airport was 5 hours, 30 minutes. Today, the estimated flying time for the same flight averages around 6 hours, 23 minutes. That's not because planes are flying more slowly, but because airlines calculate the flying times based on other variables, largely to improve their on-time arrival statistics, uh, which the Department of Transportation began requiring in 1987 and which are now posted online. This is referred to in the industry as schedule padding. It's definitely a marketing thing, Robert W. Mann, an airline consultant and former airline executive, told me. The results generate a preference for the airline. Fudge time can make people feel better or worse. Anyone who has been in a restaurant, anyone who has been a restaurant hostess knows there is standard lie you feed the waiting diners. Whether it's the eternal 15 minutes to keep them waiting or at least an half, uh, half an hour to make them leave, depending on what messages you're trying to impart. Recipe app designers, I'm sorry, recipe app designers, same thing. Sure, the summer feral salad will take you just 30 minutes to prepare, assuming you have the knife skills of a sous chef. Half an hour in, the feral may be only half cooked, but you're on hold with the health insurance company whose automated attendant promises there are only three people ahead of you. At least you are multitasking. Hey, you know what? Multitasking is another uh, subject they should be writing articles on. Anyway, with the, with the digital world becoming ever more artificially clever, perhaps it will start playing nicer with us. Is that too much to hope? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> We'd like to trust in the machine, especially now that we are engineered by machines, at least as much as we are engineering them. I, for one, would like to believe you arrived at this sentence in exactly five minutes. Yeah. Good luck with that. I don't know. I'll have to go back and listen to the show and see how long it took to get through that. But I just thought it was funny. Yeah, uh, so much of that stuff does go on. And it's been going on for an incredibly long time now. And and this guy's right. It, I know when I'm flying. You know, the, uh, We normally get in a little early if we're not late. And uh, occasionally the weather will you know, throw everybody a, a hook and then uh, you're, you end up, like I was in Colorado once, I think I had to stay there. Yeah, it was three days. Remember when that uh, cyclone bomb, whatever that means, hurricane, snow hurricane, came through? Well, I was there. <laughs> I, was, I was in the airport. And uh, I had to stay for three days. It took three days to clear all the snow up and get the flights back uh, on their schedules. But um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about um, guaranteed income sources 
And I guess every time I start to read articles that, that create stress, my mind comes back to that. <laughs> and uh, incidentally, if you're looking for stop, you know, top performing stock funds over time, there are uh, two two major components of each of the better performing funds. And it's typically size uh, and speed. Those happen to be the two most important. That's what the S&P 500 is, size and speed. The, uh, they take the biggest that are moving up the fastest. They put more money in those stocks that are rising, and they take it from the ones that aren't keeping up or are going down. And uh, that's essentially how that fund gets managed. If you wanted to improve upon that, because that is risky. I mean, it, it's really risky. And I don't, you know, you get nobody talking about that. They talk about returns, and yeah, it's a big momentum fund. And momentum is very profitable if you give it a long enough time period. The problem is the length of the time period that you could be down by and the amount you could be down by when stocks get really overpriced. And what that article I was reading earlier was referring to with the, the top 10 or 15 stocks making up almost half of the underlying index, you know, that's that's a little heavy, especially when a lot of their valuations are ahead of where they should be. And that can lead to extremely long, relatively low time periods. So not that uh, all stocks are bad. They have a tendency to, to um, do extremely well over time. And there are certain characteristics that if you add to that, it may cost you a little bit in the short run, there are times when speed is the only thing that matters. And uh, But in the long run, the other things that end up mattering more are profitability, uh, growth, and size. Actually, comes growth comes first. Profitability second. Uh, actually, profitability and size are about the same. And they're all extremely close. So when you're thinking about, okay, I've got this money to invest. How much do I want to put? into stocks and what kind of stock funds? This is that question. What kind of funds am I going to use? How are they going to pick those stocks? Um, can I call my my um, manager or, or my financial consultant and ask him what's in the portfolio and get a, a good answer? And if you don't know what's in your portfolio now, you know, as a uh, um, service that we provide for people who are looking for an advisor, I'll take the portfolio that you have and show you what's in there. And it's very beneficial. And for a lot of people, it makes them feel better. Some people, I I was doing uh, one of these recently, and I'm looking at uh, this person's portfolio, and it looked, I was impressed. You know, it looked really good. And then I put mine up against it, uh, because we can do that. You can kind of compare. And I put... 60% of the money in stock and 40% of the money in short-term money market. And you know, money markets three or four years ago were paying next to nothing. Uh, they're just really safe. And I used the money market because he had a money market in his plan, that he, uh, his existing holdings, uh, and he had some other bond funds. Uh, and mine was 40% and his was 20 okay? The 40% portfolio taking a lot less risk because money market funds, and I was going back to where the money markets were only about 1%. 
the performance was actually better. And that's mind-boggling. I can't tell you that is going to happen every time. I was shocked to see that it had come ahead uh, as much as it did, especially while taking a significantly lower risk profile. So I guess you just never know. And, and like I said, I was impressed. I was impressed with the holdings that he had uh, at first when he showed them to me. So if you want to see a comparison like that, you know, you can go to my website, reach out to us. I'll reach back out um, to try to answer you. Um, and uh, I'll just try to get that done for you. The I use a Morningstar database. It's got every fund, every stock, every ETF, every, every variable annuity sub-account. Uh, there are certain funds that they don't have. Sometimes a, a mutual fund company will make a fund specifically for a 401k plan. Normally, it's another version of one of the existing funds that they have already. So we can use the existing fund, and it's going to be within a few one-hundredths of a percent of you know the performance of the actual fund. So having said that, I feel like I'm... Uh, I'm exhausted already. <laughs> I know this is a lot. I feel bad for everybody. It's like uh, trying to get a drink from a fire hydrant. But uh, there's just so much that you have to know now. It's uh, it's incredible. I mean, just incredible. You always needed to know it, but you didn't have access to the big information, like the macro information. Uh that stuff is actually within the last 10 years, it's gotten significantly better. So there's a lot more data out there. You still have to know how to use it. And most of it, I'm going to tell you, about 5% of the available data is the important stuff. The other 95%, not so much. <laughs> it's, a, it's just not going to help you that much. It's just like, oh, you want to pick good funds? All right, let's go find the funds that invest in the biggest stocks with the fastest growth rates who are going up the quickest. Okay? Uh, and But if you want to add a dividend yield to that, that's great. That's fine. You'll uh, Those tend to be a little bit more solid. They tend to recover quicker after a uh, correction. Uh, correction is, for those of you that are new, it's called stocks dropping, kind of the thing that we've been seeing. For a very long time, uh, well, not a very long time. It, yeah, yeah, over a year, it's it's up twenty percent off of its low. I've got about oh, I've only got about fifteen seconds here before I have to take a commercial break. So this is Bill Bullington. I'm uh, the owner and president of Bullington Capital Management. If you'd like to get a hold of us, two one six 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 four zero seven hundred. I'm sorry, it's three three zero six six four zero seven hundred. Start to give this radio station's number up. But, or you can go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com, and we will be back after these commercial messages. When I think of the roads I walk and the way you've brought me through, looking back every step, every breath, I can see your heart is true. I should no doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferrance here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question, the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-242-4400. That's 
866-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. We call it the fairy godmother moment. That moment when we've fixed your problem, cleaned up to apple pie order, and are heading out the door. Why? Because we're not the hero of this story. You are. We're just privileged with the chance to come on the scene when you need us, while it could doodle your problem away, and leave you to attend the ball. That's the fairy godmother moment. Except, we want to do one more thing before waving goodbye. Give the important parts of your plumbing a flyby once over, ensuring your emergency water shutoffs are working, checking the age, safety, and condition of your water heater, and verifying your water pressure is not too high or low. We want to leave you with peace of mind that your plumbing system is good to go. So when you're feeling the glow of Why It Works Fairy Godmother moment and our straight talk and do it right plumber asks to do a flyby, now you know why. Because you're the main character. And we want the rest of your movie to be as trouble-free as possible. Consider it done at whyitworks.com. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owner sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon, so stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. And we're back. Hey, you know what I just realized? I was going to give you a scenario of the somebody who was going to look at a fixed index annuity and was looking to, or it had certain parameters. So here's the parameters. This is a 66-year-old female going to retire next year. Uh, 67, going to take full Social Security and figures that she needs about $40,000 to, on top of her Social Security, to meet all of her basic living expenses plus being able to do some of the things that she'd like to do. So I stick to $40,000 of income that she's looking to generate into that software and she would need to have uh, $559,000 to invest in. That's a lot of money. But when you think about it, um, in fact, I have to uh, drag my calculator out for this. Bye. Okay, that's she's getting a, about a little over seven percent. Uh, so she took the five fifty nine, invested it. She get forty thousand. That's a little over seven percent, and that's going to be guaranteed for as long as she lives. 
long as she's living, that income is going to come in there. Now, here's what's a little bit different about this annuity. And this is my favorite one because there are literally thousands of annuities out there with all kinds of different features and literally probably more different annuities than there are models of cars. You can imagine that. So it's a highly complex uh, industry, and I just happen to like this one a lot. Why? Because it gives you the option. If if she didn't want to take that income next year and wanted to put it off, something happened. The following year, the the guarantee would go up to forty three thousand seven hundred forty eight instead of the forty thousand. If she put it off another year, it would go up to four forty seven thousand seven hundred seventy five seven hundred fifty five. And that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed in a, a contract. Okay? So it's a higher than average income that you can't outlive. Once you start taking it, it's guaranteed for the rest of your life. If you got hit by a bus, okay, whatever's in the account, they would take and give to your beneficiary, which is a little different than a lot of these, especially the life-only annuity. There are annuities out there that once you start taking the income, something happens to you, and the insurance company just keeps the money. Well, that's not how this one works. Uh, your beneficiaries still get the money. So those, to me, are the most important items. What kind of, what kind of return am I going to get? Am I guaranteed that return? What happens to the money when something happens to me? Uh, and uh, that answers all those questions. And again, there are so many bells and whistles out there. If you're looking at these types of products and you're, uh, you have questions, feel free to give me a call. Uh, I can take a look at just about anything. And that's actually how I found this one. Uh, somebody called me and, and asked me about it. So I, I was impressed. But, hey, uh, that looks pretty good. So I called the company and uh, had started doing business with them. And uh, there's a, a couple others who do different types of annuities that I've been using as well. But uh, this one, for the most part, is, is my favorite uh, because of the flexibility. And uh, so I will leave that alone. And uh, I'll go back. I've only got a few minutes left here on today's show. And uh, Telechart, by the way, that, that program that I use, it scans all all the stocks in the country and it does it in about uh, two seconds now. The uh, You can create your own scans. They've, they've upgraded their software. They've changed it. And it is a, a lot. Man, can't believe it. It's going to take me several months to, to figure the whole thing out. Fortunately, I was able to save my scan and uh, so I can do what I need to do. Uh, and it, I've been, I've been working for, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 hours just to reassemble my basic scans and uh, get them put on there. But uh, I got it, and I'm able to do it. I ran this scan yesterday, and uh, I mean, I'm yeah, and this is based on yesterday's data. There were 47 stocks that came up on the scan, and what I'm looking for are stocks that I think are under accumulation by institution. And how do I know that? Well, if it's under accumulation, it's probably up in the top 20% for performance over the past 90 days. That would mean that share prices have been rising faster than average and actually in the top 20% over the past 90 days. 
the day that it makes the scan, there's normally a surge in the volume. So the number of shares traded is actually going up. Uh, the stock goes up more than its average daily range. And then that stock closes in the, like the top 25% of that day's range. So let's say the uh, um, stock was up $10 a share that day. Uh, it started at uh, 50, it ended at 60. It, I'd want it to be in the top 25% of that day's range. So $2.50. I want it to be at 57.50. And uh, now that I said that, now that I've described what that is, I'll, uh, I'll keep going over that in uh, future shows. But it's interesting. There were 47 stocks that met that scan, all that criteria on Friday. That's a pretty strong number. I mean, it's very strong. So what that tells me is that right now, the stock market's doing well. Uh, there's still money coming into stocks. Stocks are still going higher. I would not try to manage my money on a short-term basis like that. I'm not going to be looking to make any big major buy or sell moves in the entire market, but it just helps psychologically to know. And by the way, the uh, market typically only goes up about 52% of the time. So that means somewhere between, I think I read today, it was between 46 and 48%, depending on what time period you looked at, that the market actually goes down. So this is just a good way to keep your morale up uh, when things are looking kind of contentious. And I've only got a few seconds here. My name is Bill Bullington. Go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck. Good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.